This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm in my underwear, right? Tidy whities I open the door. I stick my head out the door. I'm, lo- I'm looking for smoke. I'm looking for people running. I-, I don't know what I'm looking for. I look down the hallway. And out from about four doors down comes this big red head. Looked like the Lion King, all right? And he goes, Mariucci? I go, Reed? Yeah, how you doing? Hey, we went out in our underwear and met in the hallway as the fire alarm was going on. Oh, man. We didn't know if the building was burning down or not. Hey there, what's cracking? Welcome to the Jim Rohn Podcast and welcome to episode 303, where my guest this week is a former NFL head coach. He led the Niners and the Lions before crossing over into the media game with NFL Network. That's right. My guest this week, none other than Mooch, the one and only Steve Mariucci. If you know anything about pro football, you know all about my dude Mooch. He has coached and been around some of the greatest players ever, and he has been a superstar in the media game since the moment he entered the media game nearly two decades ago. It has been way too long since I had a chance to catch up with him and chop it up. So let's not wait any longer. Let's get right to it. It's episode 303 with former NFL head coach Steve Mariucci, and it's coming at you right now. I have no idea exactly where the time goes, but I do know it's been a minute or two since you and I have spoken, so I really appreciate the opportunity to get caught up, my man. How's life? How you feeling? Life's good. Where you been, Jim? Gosh, it has been too long. We should do this more often, huh? We should. It's busy trying to stay alive, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, it's. I'm going to get into this whole time thing in a minute because it is wild to me about how fast time goes, how fast that clock spins. Like you and I, in fact, I'll get to it right now. You and I, I would interview you as a coach, and what completely blows my mind is that you last coached in 05. I mean, when you think back on that, Steve, like, does that blow your mind time as a concept that I'm, I'm having trouble getting my head wrapped yeah. around this? Yeah. Well, you know, I've got gray hair to prove it. It's been 19. I just did my 19th Super Bowl in television mm. after my coaching career, 19th Super Bowl, which means I'm really getting old and time is flying by for all of us, I guess. But uh, we just try to stay young at heart. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I just uh, kind of pinch myself to, to realize that, you know, I'm still talking about football and NFL football, a, a game that I loved and coached. And I coached for 30 years, half of it in college, half of it in the pros. But uh, to keep doing this with guys like Michael Irvin and Kurt Warner and Rich Eisen and the rest of them, I'm just loving it. I just hope I can keep doing this for a while. No, that's a, it's such a great point. You still get to talk ball. In fact, when I think about that, I mean, 19 years, right? So let me ask you, in addition to the outstanding broadcasting work that you do, how have you been able to live such a fulfilling life without doing that thing that had consumed you for so many years and had been your primary focus? Because some guys never really get beyond it. So good question, because... Um, of course, the longer you're out of it, 
the more used to being out of the arena you you get. Um, initially, I really really missed it, and and uh, you know, thank God I didn't have to do something else. You know, start digging ditches or whatever. I, I could stay in the same sport. I get my fix with getting into the arenas. I, I did Thursday night football for 14 years in, you know, at the site in the stadiums, which is kind of cool. You get, you get to be in the excitement and you kind of remember, well, this is what it's all about. This is why we looked all them weights. And, and so, um, and, and I still get to interview coaches and, and go to training camps and, and all of that. So I get my fix a little bit from talking to them, talking about them. The other thing, you know, hey, get this. So I coached, here I got my coaching fix with the Under Armour All-American High School game. And uh, Deion Sanders and I coached that for, I don't know, 10, 11 years. And, uh, you know, all the best high school guys, most of them are still playing in the National Football League right now. It's, it's so awesome to watch those kids grow and develop into great pros. And so I got my coaching fix one week a year. <laughs> it, uh, it wasn't quite enough, but... Uh, you know, I, I there's some parts of it, Jim, that I don't miss. I don't miss working 180 days straight. Um, you know, that's a grinder on a family, right? And so, you know, when I, I've always said, Jim, when you when you you know you're young and we have so many young coaches in the league now, right? Um, but I was 41. I was young when I was with the Niners, the Niners head coach. And uh, but to get there, you make a bunch of professional decisions you know am I going to go from being a quarterback coach of Cal State Fullerton to the uh, offense coordinator at Louisville is that a good professional move and you make those professional decisions to see if you can move up the ladder or get more pay or have a better title whatever that is but then after when I started getting towards the end of it after Detroit Lions job and I had some other opportunities uh, I would I would make family decisions, not professional decisions, because I would sit my entire family down and say, all right, well, let's vote. Are we going to go to this place? Are we going to go to that place? And I would get no, 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 no. They wouldn't want to do it because we'd either be moving again. I moved my wife 18 times. Wow. You know, I can't even believe she's still upstairs right now. She's still <laughs> with me. I'll be married 42 years here in July. Incredible. But I moved her, and that's hard. That's harder on the wife and kids than it is on the coach, right? So you, you look at all of these coaches, especially the veteran guys, they've moved a lot. Their wives are saints, and their kids are have been nomads. I mean, you change schools, you change friends, you change sports, you change everything. Harder on them than the coach because it's uh, a lot of it's the same, whether you're coaching in college or pro or east coast or west coast so anyway i had to make some family decisions and the best thing for my family was to hey let's do this television as you know you can live any damn place you want right you can live in timbuktu just get to your shows and uh, of course we do more online and podcasts now than ever back then but um I i'm just loving it that i've been able to stay in it and i really i don't i don't get the urge to be coaching back in the league i i love watching my young guys like dan quinn i hired him out of Hofstra. I didn't even know where Hofstra was. And so I hired him out of Hofstra and uh, as a defensive quality control coach. And now he's, he's the head coach of the Washington commanders. Uh, he was the head coach of the Falcons. I mean, I'm so proud of these young guys that were on my staff when, when I was able to bring them up and give them a chance. 
God, there's so much good stuff in that, Steve. I love that response so much. There is so much good stuff in that. You know, you were that young guy, though, on the way up. And when you think back, when you were on that Packers staff, that the talent, the coaching talent at that time was insane. You were there. Andy Reid was there. John Gruden was there. This is all part of Mike Holmgren's staff. Also, John Schneider was there. I'm curious, like, how competitive were you all amongst one another? Because you all had ambitions to go on and get your own coaching jobs as head coaches. What was that time like? Yeah, I don't th- I don't know that it was competitive because we were so damn young and wet behind the ears. Um, you know, Mike gave me my first NFL job, same with Andy and, all, you know, most of these other guys. And, you know, there was Dick Jerron and Ray Bob, right, uh, and, and uh, Marty Morningwig and Mike Sherman. All kinds of guys came from that staff that, that Mike hired. And he kind of taught us the ropes for the NFL, taught us the West Coast offense and the West Coast offensive way of doing things. And so we were just trying to we were just trying to learn and and be a sponge and and take it all in. Um, We probably didn't get competitive till we all kind of branched out and started playing against each other, coaching against each other, which was kind of crazy, you know, and and Andy and I coach against each other many times, San Francisco and Philadelphia and and Groods too. And, uh, you know, it, it was kind of fun. Dick Jerron was with the Chicago bears. He was a coach of the year there one year. And uh, we, we still, we still all stay in touch because we were, uh, we came really from the same cloth and uh, yeah. I, I, how about Andy Reed? Come on. He's a, right now. Andy's the oldest coach in the national football league at 66, you know, now that Pete Carroll and Bill Belichick are gone. Um, Andy's the, he's the senior He's the senior citizen. Hell, we used to change. We used to share an office in Green Bay. They ran out of offices. So Mike said, all right, Andy, you and Mooch are going to share an office. I had the quarterbacks. Andy had the tight ends. And it was like chaos in there. It was like, can you guys keep the noise down here just a little bit so I can talk to Favre? And so, I mean, we kind of cut our teeth together and had a great time doing it. Oh, that is so good. Are you craving some protein after a good workout this time? Change up. Don't make a shake. Do not eat a bar. Instead, grab a bag of beef jerky from Old Trapper. Here's why. Old Trapper beef jerky is tasty and tender, and it's made with real strips of steak and quality spices that are smoked over a real wood fire. On top of that, Old Trapper is a family-owned business, and they take their smoked beef extremely seriously. You can taste it in every single bite. Like, who wants dried-out, rough beef in a bag? Nobody. That's who. Old Trapper, though, is the real deal, and it comes in four amazing flavors. Old-fashioned, teriyaki, peppered, and hot and spicy, all amazing and all different. So the next time you want a great protein and energy snack that you can have anytime, anywhere, grab some Old Trapper beef jerky. Look for it in the Clearview bag, and look for it in major retail stores near you. If you don't see it, ask for it by name, because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what's your beef? When you say, how about Andy Reid? I, I echo that, man. How about Andy Reid? Three Super Bowls in five years, Mooch. So now he has obviously solidified his legacy. He belongs in that conversation among the greatest coaches in NFL history. You started the conversation or you started the topic. So I want to finish this. Like, what, what do you remember about the first time meeting Andy? And what were those days like with him together in Green Bay? Okay, you really want to know? Yes. Okay, I'll tell you the first time I met Andy Reid. So so it was in Green Bay. I didn't know him. He was coaching in college and I was coaching in college. We never we never knew each other. 
So we both had accepted a job in Green Bay and came in, signed a contract, got settled in, and then went home and, and then brought our wives back because you got to go house hunting, right? I'm moving from California. I don't know where the heck he was coming from. Maybe Northern Arizona or some damn place. Anyway, so we are in the, um, you've been to Green Bay. Have you ever stayed oh, yeah. at the Midway Motor Lodge? It's no. a real, it's like a five-star, man. I mean, it's, you know, it's got a translucent roof. Really, the sun can't get through there, but people still lay out under the sun eating a bag of nachos and a bin again beers, Pabst Blue Ribbon. But anyway, so we were staying there. We didn't know each other were staying there, but we were there on a weekend to, to, to have our wives house hunt with us. Well, so all of a sudden about midnight, the fire alarm starts. <laughs> And it's like, okay, this is January, man. You don't want to go out in your underwear in the snow. You just don't, all right? So you just hope to God that it's somebody pulled the fire alarm or it's a fake alarm or it's going to stop. Please stop. Well, the fire alarm wouldn't wouldn't stop. So I go, oh, damn it. I got to go out and look. So now I I get up. I'm in my underwear, right? Tidy whities. And so, so... I, I open the door. I stick my head out the door. I'm, lo- I'm looking for smoke. I'm looking for people running. I, I don't know what I'm looking for. <clears throat> so I take a, a t- look down the hallway and out from about four doors down comes this big red head. It looked like, it looked like the Lion King. All right. And I'm looking at him and he's looking at me and he goes, Mariucci. I go, Reed. Yeah. How you doing? Hey, we went out in our underwear and met in the hallway as the fire alarm was going on. Oh man. We didn't know if the building was burning down or not. And we were just talking, Hey, when did you get in? When did you go? You know, my wife's here. You want to meet my wife? Yeah. My wife's here too. And that's how we first met in our underwear. Incredible. And so, uh, yeah, so we, we, we never did leave the building. Didn't burn down either. So, uh, it's finally stopped and we became best of friends. <laughs> That is something else. What a great story. I love that story. You know, like, he's such a great dude. He is one of my favorite people in all sports, so I can see why he relates so well to his players and why they play so hard for him. But as a former coach, Mooch, you obviously see the game on a very different level than the rest of us. So what makes Andy such a great tactical coach when it comes to his game planning and his play calling? Yeah, he's... uh... One time I was interviewing him. I, I go back once or twice a year to interview Andy. And one time I said, Andy, you and I learned the West Coast offense together, but I'm watching you guys do all this ring around the rosy stuff and all these shuffle passes and all these. I don't even know you anymore. That's why I said, Andy, I don't know you anymore. What are you doing on offense? He goes, Mooch, this is the West Coast offense. I just have a wrinkle or two here and there. And, and so, yeah, but he's, he, he's got wrinkles. All right. He's got as many wrinkles on his, on his game plan sheet as I have on my face. And so he's, he's got wrinkles uh, up just like crazy. And he's so creative. Now you can be creative when you have that guy named Mahomes. Have you heard of him? I mean, it's, he's the best. I mean, let's just face it. He's the best. And he's still a kid. He's 28 years old. And look how much he's accomplished from MVPs to Super Bowl rings to he kind of he's kind of changed the way we even coach quarterbacks. Gosh, we used to be so disciplined and footwork and be balanced and step into your throws and be perfect, be the prototype quarterback so we can do a clinic tape. BS. 
He just all over the place. He's throwing no looks and he's throwing sidearm. He's underhand and he's throwing sometimes left-handed and he just gets the job done in an unconventional way. And I think we're all learning that, hey, maybe, maybe that's okay. If he can, if he can do all that and still complete passes and, and run around like a crazed dog, maybe that's the way we play now with these athletic quarterbacks. And so, um, yeah, I just, uh, I just, I just think Andy has been, flexible with his game plan and tweaking things and making it fun. Hell, I've watched them practice and they're practicing these goofy things and the, the kids love it. The players just love it. Um, and half the time it works, right? And they've, they've got a lot up their sleeve. They don't even show half of what they practiced. And so I, I think Andy likes to keep it fun. He's not a jokester. He's not a comedian. He's not a Jerry Glanville. Remember him? Oh yeah. I mean, he, he, Remember, Jerry used to leave tickets for Elvis every game. And so, I mean, Andy's not crazy like that, but he's imaginative. And he's and the, the, the cool thing about it, Romy, is that he he's the oldest guy in the league, yet he's he's not like the game hasn't passed him by. He's still on the cutting edge. He's still setting the tone for being imaginative and creative. And he still has found a way with his baby boomer generation – to get along with these new Gen Z and millennial guys like crazy. And so he's, that's why he's got the whole package and they respect the heck out of him. He's flexible. He's uh, he cares about his guys. Everybody cares about their guys, but he shows it on a daily basis. And uh, of course, and, and winning helps all that. Right. And so he's, he just really has it rolling. I hope he stays healthy. I hope he stays healthy and coaches another 15 years because he's going to break every Don Shula, Bill Belichick record there is. And uh, when I say healthy, I'm just, you know, worried about him. Some, he went skiing at my hometown and he blew his knee out. And so, and then he had to get it redone later. But, um, hey, he's – right now he's got it rolling. He's, he's joined at the hip with his quarterback and, and Brett Veach, the, the uh, GM. They've got a good – they're joined at the hip like, like a general manager and head coach should be. And so, uh, boy, that's, they're just getting started in some ways. Yeah, you know, that's so interesting, Mooch. I was going to ask you about that because there's so much talk about Bill Belichick and how close he is to getting that all-time win record that Don Shula has. But clearly, if Andy Reid wants that record, if he's built to go another five years or more, that's his record. Do you think that he wants that? Like, is he wired for that record? And do you think he'd grind out another five or six years if that's what it took? Yeah, you know, every time – I always ask him that on, on the interviews – and I say, hey, Andy, you know you just went by, you know, uh, George Hallis in number of wins. You just went by so-and-so. You just went by Marty Schottenheimer. And he goes, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Now, I think he's BSing me a little bit because <laughs> right. he doesn't want to act like, you know, he's he's just all hung up on it. Um, I, I think every good coach, I, I think Bill Belichick wants that record. I think he wants to come back and beat that record. What does he need, 15 wins? Yep. God darn it, he should he should want that record um, because he's competitive and he's built that way and wired that way. And I think Andy is too. Uh, I heard rumors, maybe you did, that Andy was going to call it quits after this Super Bowl. And I go, gosh, he's never indicated anything like that to me, you know, unless his health is failing or, you know, something like that. Uh, and I don't see it. I, I still see that he's having fun and I still see that he's competitive as hell. And, and I, uh, and I, and I just think he's just going to coach until he until he feels like he shouldn't. And, and that's going to include a bunch of records. Yeah, I think so, too.
You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. You know, Mooch, you mentioned that he's connected at the hip with Brett Veach, and that's so important. You know, I'd say the same thing about the 49ers situation, John Lynch, who, of course, we all go way back with, and Kyle Shanahan, they've got that same connection. You know that franchise as well as anybody. You were a coach there. You know, it's it's kind of hard to imagine, Mooch, that Andy was once hit with that label of not being able to win big games when he was in Philly, and now the torch seemingly has been passed to Kyle Shanahan after another double-digit lead over the Chiefs gets away. Do you think that that criticism of Kyle is in any way justified? You know, I, I can see why people say it because when the big game is you got to get a ring and, you, you know, that kind of thing. But, you know, if, if that's the only gripe, you haven't won the big game or can't win the big game versus half the more than half the league, you can't win enough games, then it's a, that's a different kind of a problem. The bar is set very high, right? And, and Kyle Shanahan is a hell of a coach. Um, when you just study his offense, now, yeah, he's got weapons. Of course he's got weapons. We, I mean, Christian McCaffrey, what a great get that was with John Lynch and, and, and signing Trent Williams, too. Um, but they've got a hell of a roster with George Kittle. He's as good as there, there, there is in the, in, the, in the league. He's, as, he's terrific. And, and uh, Brandon and I, they got to figure out how to keep him. But – uh, when you watch Kyle's offense, he's got guys wide open, and it's because of scheme. It's about it's his motions and his shifts and the way he sets up plays and he play actions them to death because they do set up the run game. And and so he's very creative too. He's not a funny guy like uh, Andy might be with with uh, Rose Bowl right and all that baloney that he, he does. But but Kyle <laughs> Kyle is really good. Kyle is really good at what he does. He's gonna he's gonna have his share of wins, believe me. And uh, so I, I hate to see people criticize. I mean, I can't tell you. I mean, you saw you saw the game, the Super Bowl. It goes in overtime. It's one of the great Super Bowls of all time. And you know, when one team wins, they're the the king. And then when one team loses, everybody wants to pick. Well, Kyle did this. He blew another lead. Um, you know, the special teams lost it because he had an extra point blocked and one fumbled muffed punt kind of, you know, you pick, you get picky, you get nitpicky, but it, it was a hell of a game, man. Those are good, two good heavyweights battling it out in overtime. What else would we want to show the world when there's 200 countries watching? We want to show them the two best teams going at it and let's go to overtime because we can't decide on a winner. It was a it was a heck of a, a heck of a game. It's always been like that, Mooch. Like it's not right. Like if you win, you are the best in the world, and then if you don't win and you come in second, then you're like the worst team in the world. It's like it's so wrong. It's it's almost like you're arguing it that is. it's better to not get there and lose than it is to get there and lose, which is garbage, right? Obviously, you want to put garbage. yourself in a position. It's garbage. It's garbage. You know, in the Olympics, they have a silver medal. I know we don't do that in the National Football League, but there's there's some sort of pecking order at the end. We don't. I guess we do power rankings, but in fact, I guess the Niners are favored for 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 next year's Super Bowl, right? I don't know. I don't follow that stuff, but uh, yeah, I, 
trust me, I'd rather lose in the Super Bowl than get not make the playoffs. That's for damn sure. 100%. 100%. So to your point that Kyle is really, really good at what he does, I agree with you. Mooch, where do you come out on Brock Purdy? Would you say that Brock Purdy is really, really good at what he does? Could you even argue maybe that he might be their best quarterback since they had Steve Young when you were there? Yeah, well, of course, I had a guy named Jeff Garcia who's listening to your podcast, and I, I really like Jeff Garcia, too. He was he had four Pro Bowls under his belt. But uh, Brock Purdy, he's the Rodney Dangerfield of quarterbacks for some reason. I don't get it. I mean, he led – and I think I think it's because people say, well, yeah, he's got a great defense, like Big Ben Roethlisberger had when he was a young quarterback. So he didn't get any credit either because he had the great – on your curtain defense and then and then he's got a lot of offensive weapons well too bad he's still leading the league Brock Purdy's leading the league in passer rating and yards per attempt and in all kinds of things okay and 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 uh touchdown interception ratio I mean all all real important stuff he's leading the darn foot national football league in and he looks like my paper boy he doesn't look he doesn't look like a Peyton Manning or a big stature, a guy that like walks in the room. He might walk at the mall and nobody would recognize him, right? And uh, and I don't know if that comes from being Mr. Irrelevant or if it becomes he's from Iowa State and he wasn't a top pick, a blue chipper all the way through. I don't know what it is, but the darn guy knows how to play quarterback. <clears throat> I love watching him because he's he's exceeding all expectations. They didn't even know what they had in them. They were they were dead set on on having Trey Lance be their starter until he got hurt, and then everybody else got hurt too. They didn't know what they had in Brock Purdy. If they did, they would have drafted him in the first round. They drafted him in the last in the seventh round. So it's an unexpected pleasure for the Bay Area, believe me. And the kid is a is still a baby. I mean, he's going to just get better and better and tougher and smarter. And uh, you know, they're, that's that's why they're they're going to be the favorites next year because he's still on his baby baby contract. Jim, I got I'm going to ask you a question because Brock Purdy depends on how you add up the dollars, but he's like around nine hundred thousand a year. Some say a little less, some say a little nine thirty. Okay, but he's under a million dollars a year for the runner up in the Super Bowl. Could have won the darn game. There are dozens of college quarterbacks that make more money than Brock Purdy on his NIL deals. There are more, and half of them will not even play in the National Football League. Now, that's a whole nother conversation, but that's where we are with with quarterbacking. You got the first contract kind of guys like Brock Purdy, and then you got these some NIL guys in college that are just dwarfing his contract. And do they deserve it? I don't know. I don't know. That's a whole other conversation. Moose, that's an amazing point you just made. I mean, it's so accurate, too, and it's so valid. And even if the 49ers, first of all, it's a great advantage that they've got him on that rookie deal, and he's still under a million bucks a year. But even if they wanted to, even if they wanted to give him an extension, they can't because of the CBA. So it is an amazing thing that that guy has to play again for under a million bucks, but he does. 
but that will enable them to sign other people. So, but your yeah. point is your point is so fair and so well taken that there are NIL guys making more than a guy who was just in the Super Bowl and on the verge of winning it. Mooch, let me ask you something before you go because you started this conversation by talking about how great it is to work where you work and work with the guys you work with. The media is so interesting. Like I've worked in a lot of places on a lot of shows locally and nationally. They're all different. Like I've worked in places where there's great energy and camaraderie, and then I've worked in places where, frankly, the knives come out and everybody's looking out for themselves. What's it like at NFL Network where you work, and especially where everybody is so accomplished? Like, do you all come in and just do your thing, or because you're all so competitive by nature, are you still looking to compete and win? What's the vibe like? Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, Rich Eisen has been there the longest. He started with the first show, right? He's the he, he's like like Boomer is to ESPN, right? He started it, and um, and then I'm I I'm the second longest tenured uh, analyst, talking head, and then I'm lucky that Irv Michael Irvin Michael Irvin is so awesome I can't even tell you, he's so intelligent and he's so, got so much emotion. Um, Kurt Warner is just just a stud guy, human being. All of that works his butt off. Does radio, and all, you know he's he he did our eight and a half hour show with us pregame show before the Super Bowl. Then he went and called the game on radio. Geez, I went back to my room and I got a pizza and I watched the game from my room. You bet. And so uh, we got some guys that like working together. Together, we know each other's families. We kind of respect the heck out of each other. And um, competition, you know, may, maybe a little in that hey. They, we, we do a lot of stupid things. I, I'm sure you've watched at times. They got us doing stuff that like embarrasses our families. And so we just do it anyway because we like to laugh and we like that. We don't take it too seriously, but we, we try to outdo each other half the time. You know, I can be stupider than you. And, 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 you know, so I guess we push each other to be good in that, in that regard. Um, we, the NFL network ha- have been through some cuts just like ESPN has been through a lot of cuts and now some other cables and and, and network television are going through some cuts. So you kind of just, you just do the very best you can and hope, and hope you can stick with it because our industry is, you know, is going to more live streaming and, and, and and all of those sort of things that's putting a dent into what we all do. And so, uh, but uh, we've got a lot of new young talent, I've, I've often said our ladies, our gals at the NFL Network are so good. They're so talented. And, I, I you know, there's other there's other networks that, that have good ones too. But I've always felt we've had the best group um, from top to bottom. Love them to death. And so I, I've, got, I've gained an appreciation of the media having worked in it now for 19 years. Because when I was coaching, sometimes the media pisses you off, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. You have these press conferences after games and after practices, and you get the same questions 14 times, and and sometimes you're condescending comments. And I, it, sometimes I had an antagonistic uh, relationship with some media people at, at times. At times, most of the time I was fine, but um, I've gained a new appreciation for. I, I kind of know what who works hard and who, who who does their job and who researches thoroughly and does their homework and who doesn't and. Uh, it's been fascinating, quite frankly, to, to see how this works behind the scenes. No, I agree. No, I agree with you. It's kind of like also, it's like a team, right? You have chemistry sometimes, and other times you don't. And I've always said this, like... 
Are you one of millions struggling with premature hair thinning and hair loss? Or maybe you're scared about inheriting that thinning look because it just runs in the family. Introducing Provia, a real solution that delivers on its promise without the harsh side effects, unwanted chemicals, and unpleasant smells. Thanks to our friends that develop GenuCell skincare, Provia uses Procapil. It's a natural ingredient to effectively target the three main causes of premature hair thinning for men and women of any age. By supporting scalp circulation, the delivery of nourishing nutrients, and hair follicle anchoring to your scalp, Provia guarantees more hair on your head than in the shower or on your comb or 100% of your money back. And right now, new customers can save over 50% off Provia's introductory package at ProviaHair.com slash Rome. Every package includes a full 60-day supply of Provia serum for daily use plus their super concentrate that could give you faster, more noticeable results. And every order includes your choice of a free gift at checkout. See results for yourself right now. ProviaHair.com slash Rome. ProviaHair.com slash Rome. These statements and products have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease or condition. Athletes now, because they have a platform, Mooch, they, they're, they're more ingrained in this. But before there were podcasts, before there was all the social media, athletes would say to me, hey, Rome, you've done this a long time. You're pretty good at it. What advice do you have? And I'd always say, listen, treat this thing. It, it will never be the same as running onto the field, but your process has to be similar, and you have to respect it, and you have to want to be great, and you have to want to develop your craft. But don't act like it's a, it's a gift or like a victory lap. You have to attack the thing with the same intensity and or somebody else will take it so you know this you're right you know who does the prep and who doesn't let me ask you this before you go sorry to interrupt you your best friend of course tom izzo i love 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 tom izzo he's gearing up for march madness once again he recently said he has no plans to retire at the end of the season no matter how the season plays out i'm not looking for you to break news i'm not looking for you to betray any confidences but have you talked to tom about how much longer he wants to coach where's his head at Depends when you talk to him. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a couple of games back, his son Steven uh scored a basket. And Steven's been a walk-on on the team now for five years. He scored his first basket. The place went berserko. I mean, it was crazy. All right. He and 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 is says for Steven, you know, his his um his son says, You're on, you're gonna be a walk-on, right? He's not a scholarship guy. He says, You're on the 30-30-30 plan. And he says, what's that, Dad? Well, if we're up by 30 or we're down by 30 or if there's 30 seconds left in a game, that's where you're going. I love it. That is so good. <laughs> that is so course. good. But but I thought maybe uh, one thought was that, hey, you know, after Steven is done this year and uh, he's working on his master, so he's done, done, um, that maybe Tom would step away. Um, but – you know what? I, I don't see it. I, you know, some, some days he gets frustrated. I know I'm just going to tell you this. And I, I think it's common knowledge that the baby boomer generation of coaches. Okay. Who are more old school, who, when they were growing up, when they were 35, 45 years old and coaching their butts off and trying to make those professional decisions to get better and, and move up the ladder they didn't have to deal with the transfer portal. They didn't have to deal with NIL money. And you're, yeah, 
paying your kids and paying other people and trying to decide what's fair and 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 building a team so one guy's not pissed off because I get I make nothing and you make a million dollars. How is that? How does that work for team building? And so you're seeing a lot of these baby boomer uh, coaches in in a lot of sports saying, "Hey, this is not what I signed up for." This is a whole new thing that I'm spending way too much time and energy on. I'm trying to recruit my own kids from transferring in the middle of the season. Or I'm trying to I'm trying to keep this guy happy because he's not getting enough playing time because he wants more money at the end of the year so he can transfer and make I mean it's it's uh, driving these guys nuts. I'm just telling you right now. And I, I don't know if I could deal with it either. And I know it's a great thing. I don't want to say great thing. It can be a good thing if somebody, you know, changes schools and finds a better spot for themselves. Yes. And it's it's a cool thing for some people to make some money. But when one guy's making five or eight million dollars and the next guy is making nothing or buck ninety eight, that's really hard to keep a team all motivated equally. It, it's uh, there's some real inequity there. And I think the girls, there's some girls that are making money, but not enough. It's not 50-50. It's not, Title IX should just, just be all shocked because, like, this is this is not what we intended for the boys to get way more money than the girls and and all, all of these different things that I think are driving some, some veteran coaches a little cuckoo. So sometimes that drives Izzo nuts. And so I hear about it. I get an earful, then I laugh. And then uh, he, you know, he keeps he keeps going, and so we'll see how long he coaches. He's uh, as good as they get, you know that. And uh, he's uh, he's my best friend, and we grew up together, and uh, and I love him. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. Like One last thought on that, Mooch, and I'll let you go. It's like Kenny Dillingham from Arizona State. It was so interesting because you're right. These guys, have. this is not what they signed up for, but the world changes and we all evolve. But it's very different now than it used to be. But then you have a young guy like that who's super aggressive and super ambitious. He's got this energy. And he came right out and said, man, if I hear one more coach say how hard it is, quit, quit. And, and like I appreciate the energy but this is the only thing he knows, right? He came up in this system. He's a young guy. He doesn't yeah. know any different. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, you, you get good at what you've been doing. And so, you know, used to be, used to be, it was important. Used to be, it was important that you, you, when you recruit a kid, Hey, you talk about your program, you talk about how he fits into a program and how much success he might be able to have. And then maybe go on to the pros. I mean, most kids don't play pro football. And then you talk about the academics, what you can, who you can be or what you can be when you're done playing. Well, that's not the conversation anymore. That's what we used to go to college for. And the conversation now is, all right, this is much money you're going to make right now. And it's more than that school and that school. So transfer to us because we got a booster that'll pay you. And I know that you might quit in a year and go someplace else, but we need to try to win some games. And it's, it, it kind of, it's easy for kids to quit. It's easy. What are we teaching? We're not teaching loyalty. We're not teaching commitment to getting a degree. We're not teaching. We're, we're teaching 
hey, the top guys are going to benefit temporarily, and uh, we'll see if you ever play pro football. Um, so the whole dynamic of college sports is changing because of, hey, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to go to the highest bidder. I don't give a damn what majors they have at that school. I don't I don't care what offense I'm in. I just want to get paid. And so that bothers me a little bit. No, a lot. It really bothers me. That's why I couldn't coach in college right now. I would tell a guy, you want to transfer? Get out. Get out. I don't want you here. You know, and 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 I and I understand sometimes kids are disenchanted or it's a wrong fit. But when and then the other thing is a lot of these kids that get on the transfer portal are are very unhappy when it's all said and done because they don't get to go anywhere. They don't some of them are stuck going nowhere, not just to the oh, I'm gonna transfer to Alabama. No, some of them don't even get a division one double A scholarship. I keep calling it one double A because I'm old school too. And so um Anyway, there, there's pros, of course, and there's some cons that I've just mentioned. So that's what I call a catch-up, Mooch. We should have never gone as long as we did without talking to one another, but that's what I call a catch-up. I appreciate you so much. I appreciate that we covered so much ground. I appreciate that you found so much time to go long form and stretch out on this podcast. Mooch, you're the best. It is so great to get caught up, man. Thank you so much for doing that. Call me anytime, man. Just give me a call. All right? Keep up the good work. Thanks for having me on. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'm telling you. Few dudes can talk ball and break it down like Mooch. And even fewer dudes can bring the stories and the energy and the vibes that my man Mooch brings. Seriously, what is better than that story of the first time you met Andy Reid, both in their underwear, in the middle of the night, with a fire alarm going off? An all-time classic, and that right there is classic Mooch. Total pro and brings a ton of perspective to the game. My thanks to Steve Mariucci for taking the time to join me on this original side hustle and making the time to stretch out for all of us. If you are craving more conversations like that one, good news. No, great news. Because I have over 300 apps already done and in the can just waiting for a spin. You can go back to any of them because they all hold up. And if you take a second to subscribe, you'll be notified every single time a new episode drops, such as episode 304, which is going to land next week. So once again, if you haven't done so yet, please consider taking a moment to subscribe, and I will catch you all next week for more of the original Side Hustle with Jim Rome. See you then.